this is dream girl podcast and i believe that conversation is medicine (laughs) and that is especially true for the conversation you're about to hear with lauren from caught up in the rapture podcast this week is a little bit different so i will warn you if your nan's about if you've got little ones about you know you might want to put on headphones (laughs) because we definitely we definitely touch on some very saucy spicy steamy topics So something that's become just so important for me is owning my sexuality. Like, yes, I am a professional, but I'm also a human. I'm a woman and I swear and I cuss. (laughs) And I don't know, I'm just aware that this conversation to some people might even seem inappropriate. But my experience is that we actually do more harm to not just our young people but ourselves in not creating these safe spaces these safe places these soft places where we can explore our own sexuality through conversations like this and and be guided through our our sexuality and just like my experience like what I found especially this last year with this particular person that's on this podcast and her on this journey of like sharing sexual stories and sex toys and you know like um just the the non-apologetic the unapologetic exploration of her own her own sexuality like it's definitely helped me and it's just helped me in areas that I wouldn't have I never would have thought so like I would say it's helped me like set boundaries better and not just like set boundaries but set them in a more confident and playful way even I think another another aspect of the conversation around consent is that often oftentimes women embolden other women to use their voice to have another woman validate you and say it's okay if you don't like this and it's okay if you don't feel comfortable with this I feel you could be more encouraged you might feel more encouraged or more confident to vocalize that in the bedroom in that intimate context and even for me like of course working in schools as part of the PSHE curriculum we teach students about sexual violence about domestic abuse and you would be shocked (laughs) you would be shocked the things that they don't know that could easily be they could easily be blindsided by had they not have had this conversation about signs of abuse or or what it means to be sexually assaulted or at what what point is something inappropriate there's so much fear and shame around our sexuality around what we like or what we don't like or what we don't what we do or what we don't feel comfortable doing and just having someone to to talk to talk through all that with in a non-judgmental way again is very healing and that's exactly what we do in this conversation <laughs> so like I said you know if you've got little ones around I would definitely put in headphones because it gets very direct <laughs> and very explicit and we talk about everything from sex toys to what makes good sex to um what you know deal breakers when it comes to sex and like all 
all everything that <laughs> um, matters. <laughs> Welcome to Dream Girl Podcast. <laughs> Today is going to be a very special episode. It's going to be a very sexy episode. I am with my friend, um, the sex fairy. Her name's sex fairy. Wow. <laughs> the sex fairy. <laughs> her, name, <laughs> her name is Lauren and she's from the Caught Up in the Rapture podcast. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about Caught Up in the Rapture and Rapture Play? Yeah, so... Caught Up in the Rapture is a podcast that me and my friend Leah started in about August, I think. And um, we decided to do it because we're starting a sex toy business and we just wanted to have a platform where we could give people reviews but also have conversations that you just don't always have. Like, um, well, let me not get into that. But yeah, just a platform where you can have conversations about sex and also get recommendations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what Caught Up in the Rapture is. Lovely. So I wanted to use this episode to not only talk about sex, but to talk about love and to talk about how the two kind of intertwine. And I recently um, had a conversation with my other friend. I might actually drop that like voice note that I mm. sent to her after the episode. We'll see. But I recently had a, a conversation with my other friend and she asked me, how do I see love? And it struck me because I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever thought about that question. Like, how do I see love? So I'm going to throw that on you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Great. How do you see love? Hmm. How do I see love? Um, I don't think that love is just something... Obviously, like, you love family, whatever. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, like, a relationship, you know, most people associate it with, you know, their significant other and only being with their significant other. I just don't think it is just that. Mm. I think, you know, you can love someone and love them to the same level that you probably love someone that you would be in a relationship with. I but agree. it's still not be... The person you're in a relationship with. I agree. Um, I think it's... Mm, like a... How can I put it? Not an emotion, but... Ugh. It's hard to describe. <laughs> it is hard. Like, it proper spun me when she asked me that question. And we, it, she asked me because we were disagreeing on some uh -huh. aspects of love. And she was saying, to be fair, I can't remember what she was saying. <laughs> but, <All right>. I was, <laughs> but I remember saying, like, feeling like I saw it a bit differently. And I, was, I remember feeling like, I feel like we talk about love like it's just something that, that just happens. But actually, uh -huh. really, is it more something that you create between two people? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. is it, like, something that you... How do I explain? Like, is it more the case that you may see someone who is appropriate for you and you make decisions every day? You might not even initially find them attractive if we're being real. Yeah. You might do some deep work on yourself and be like, I'm going to choose to see this person differently. Mm. And you might get there. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, like, if that even makes sense, to be honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
Like, I was kind of saying, I think I'm going to drop the voice note because I think I, I kind of spoke on it a little bit more. But, mm. yeah, I thought it was an interesting, an interesting You're question. You're saying, so it's like something that you can build within that exactly. person. It's not exactly. something that's automatic. Exactly. It's that's not... exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah. not something that you just, like, see someone and they're, they're a painting or they're a sweet one. It's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> a you painting know. painting or a sweet you... one, wow. Well, it's true, you know. It's it's more something that you, yeah, like I think you create through your decisions over time. Yeah, yeah, it's like definitely. You choose, you choose that person every day, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You choose, and do you know what the key thing is as well, is that you don't just make decisions for yourself. You think about you think about them in every decision that you make it's not just about like me for myself when I make a decision I think about how that decision really affects me Mm. if I had a partner I'm thinking how does this decision affect my partner and their life and that's we're getting into like kind of something that's more like partnership and relationship but I still I I think that's love love. yeah exactly I think that's love that is love because you're putting them at the same the same level as yourself exactly you're prioritizing them and it's like you're saying like you you matter to me like you're what matters to you matters to me and I don't think there's a a more powerful way you can do that by thinking about how every decision you make affects that person I think that's where mm-hmm. a lot of people guys not to come for you but that's <laughs> where a lot of guys flop because they don't do that they're obsessed with kind of everything like maybe their job or their careers or their dreams or their money mm-hmm. at the expense of their relationship and for me I've never really liked this idea that it has to be one or the other and I don't if if my dream costs me my relationship then it's really not my dream because my dream it's always going to gonna involve yeah, yeah. the people that matter to me most and the relationships yeah. that are most important to me. Because what's the point, like... And people keep that things, those things in mind. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone, that should be, like, your fault is this person, you know? Can we build on this? Can we monetize off of that? Like, yeah. together, it shouldn't be, yeah. like, you're going into a relationship everything you want to do is separate. Yeah. Um. So I do think when you do love someone those things do come into play. It's not just basic caring that makes you think, oh, let me do both of those things. It is mm-hmm. when you're fully in love with someone and ready to make those decisions with them. So, yeah, I do yeah. agree. It is a bit of everything. Yeah. Not just love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get deep into the pleasure side of the mm-hmm. <laughs> aspect mm-hmm. of the conversation, I really wanted to just... I think it's sad that I kind of have to do this, but I do want to acknowledge that um, this is a bit of a taboo kind of subject yeah. and I don't think it necessarily should be taboo but I I just I just want to express that I don't think we should feel shame to talk about sex talk about pleasure and I also think that every person deserves a safe space for to discuss their sexuality and explore their own sexuality and when I say explore I don't mean like physically but just explore it in through language and with another person and and I think it's yeah I think it's just important to say that because I think I had a fear for a long time like I didn't only in the last year have I become more comfortable talking about sex Mm -hmm. outside of with he's smiling (laughs) (laughs) why are you smiling no no reason are you sure (laughs) or do you think you're the reason is that why you're smiling yeah I do think I'm the reason I'm not gonna lie but anyways carry on (laughs) we'll get to that we'll get to that later (laughs) um but yeah like for me only in the last year have I become um more comfortable um at all really talking about this issue when it's not with maybe a significant other yeah and I think that for me like I always had a fear that 
Firstly, I think sex is about trust and I can't have a conversation with sex about sex with someone who I don't feel that there's there are high levels of trust between them Mm -hmm. because I've been in situations where someone's really probing me to talk about sex oh have you and this person done this or have you and I haven't felt comfortable yeah because that um for whatever reason that kind of trust wasn't established is that Um, with friends or yeah like so with friends but also like just as a a teenager I think so the way certain adults tried to have conversations, the talk with me mm. felt very forceful and it made me yeah. just shut down, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah, so it's that. Um, but ultimately, I think that, yeah, everyone deserves to have that safe space to talk about um, sex. And that was the other thing I was going to say. I feel like for me, especially being a teacher and things like that, I, I've always had this fear that it will make me look a little bit less maybe credible, but I think it's so important to honour myself as a person and as a woman and not pretend that I, I'm a one-dimensional human being. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a, still part of your life at the end of the day, you're still a and normal human being. And it's natural, and we've come so far as to just think that it's, it's not natural, or we've come so far, or I suppose we see it in a very particular way, like sex equals arousal. Mm. You can have a, do you know what I mean? You can have a conversation about sex without it being or seeming orgasmic or pornographic. Yeah. You can talk definitely. about, do you know what I mean? And yeah, back to what you said, you know, your podcast and, and them things there. <laughs> <laughs> Low key, only in the tiniest, smallest way. Small, small. It's small, small, small. <laughs> is what helps me in this area. And that's what you're getting. <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> so that but yeah I, th- I agree because i watched a podcast the other day actually with this guy and he was saying that people act like you can't tell them what to do or give them advice about sex because you know it's just not right or you know um no, nothing against religion but people like oh, in the bible it tells you not to do this yeah, or this yeah. tells you not to do that and this person tells you not. but it's at the end of the day where did you come from how did you get here right so right. Just be honest with it. Like yeah. it's it's nothing to hide. If it, if it wasn't for sex, she wouldn't be here right now. So right, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I have a question. I have some questions for you. Um, Fire up. My first question is: How has doing this podcast changed your relationship to your sexuality? Mm. I think. I don't think it's really changed anything, to be honest. Like, I like sex, so... Yeah. <laughs> I liked it before I started the podcast a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. um... Yeah. Or how has it changed your life in general? I think it's helped me have conversations that I wouldn't have with people. Yeah. So even with my friends, like, we sat down for dinner and spoke about orgasms and stuff like that, and we generally just don't talk about sex like yeah. maybe back in the days might say oh yeah I had you know with this new partner I've had sex and you know it was yeah. great and whatever or oh, this person's amazing or whatnot but nowadays we don't we generally just don't talk about it and um since doing the podcast I have had a lot of conversations with friends and it's just it's quite interesting actually yeah. that you know you sort of think everyone's not the same as you but you know they see sex the same as you or you know <clears throat> um 
And they don't, right? No. Not at all. They don't. Very, very different. They don't. And what they enjoy to what you enjoy. Not to say, you know, everyone's got the same things that fulfil them, but for me, my libido is very high. So yeah. to hear that, you know, some people's on and, you know, yeah. um, just different things they face in their relationships. It it was it was a bit alien to me, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, but everyone's is different and what you find pleasurable might not be why I find pleasurable. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's having an understanding <clears throat> of that as well. Yeah. I think, like, what I've learned through kind of just, like, just engaging in more sex discussions and even, like, reading things. Like, I follow this um, person online who's, like, a sex therapist. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And his work or their work has really, um, yeah, has really um, made me think a lot. And I think one of the things that I learned about myself not about myself but just generally or what something that was really helpful for me is this idea that I think sex or how I was taught about sex or I understood about sex it's very much for the man like the notion of sex like penetration Mm. like not all women enjoy that shit like Mm. as in not not to say not all women enjoy that shit but like not all the time so Mm. for some people foreplay is where it's at do you know what I mean and I think for women we can feel maybe guilty about enjoying that aspect and guys can be like oh you're a tease or you're this or you're that but the reality is is that for me I don't know like I feel like penetration is something that is very um much um it feels like it's for men and it's but it's 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 almost like it's the only if if penetration doesn't happen, it's like it's it's not sex, which maybe it's not. But <laughs> the point the point I'm making is that there are so many there intimacy. intimacy think sex is highlighted about that yeah, one stage of the centered, process. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's centered around that. And yeah. but go on. I think as well the issue is is who your sexual partner is. All right. Because I think everyone has their different processes of, you know, foreplay first, whatever, penetration second. But I think it's the sexual partners that you've probably been with and experiences that you've had that have made it feel very heavy on that side. Mm. Whereas some guys, you know, they're all for the foreplay and that's, you know, what they're going to live up on and maybe because they're not well endowed in certain areas, you know, that's not their thing. They focus on that type of stuff. But maybe that's not the... um, the situations that you've been in, so you've mm. just seen it from like one one sided. Yeah. So I feel like there is guys out there that would, you know, foreplay is their thing. Like it's mm-hmm. all about how many orgasms they can give the woman or yeah. things yeah. like that. So I, I definitely think that is it is as a general like generally fa- uh, focused on penetration, but I think behind closed doors and in certain situations, there is going to be times where foreplay does um, take the lead. Yeah. And I think that it's... I don't know, like, I just feel like, why is it not the case that, you know... um, that is seen as, like, maybe even the word foreplay is problematic. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why is it that that is seen as a more valid... Why is penetration seen as a more, seen as a more valid form of pleasure than foreplay? Like, foreplay is to get to penetration, but the reality yeah. is, is that penetration is what you want, but 
the stuff that happens before, the other sexual intimacy aspects is what the other person wants. But because it's called foreplay and because I feel like, I feel like with sex being penetration oriented, it feels like it's a means to an end. Yeah. But why can't foreplay be a means in itself? Especially... Do I think it is? I just think we haven't got that far in time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, sex is meant to just be there for reproduction. Yeah, yeah. And that part of pleasure yeah. is, in a sense, you from what you're saying, it's like you want it to be a separate thing. Mm. And... Not necessarily a separate thing, mm. but I don't want to feel like if... I, I want to, f- how do I, I want to be present mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel like if I'm enjoying this thing that other person's thinking, oh, like, just, let's just get to it or, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, That's what I'm saying because it is, as you said, the name foreplay probably doesn't help but it doesn't because it's literally yeah. something that is meant to get you to that point but it's also something that, okay, probably has been around for years yeah. but, you know, I haven't done the history checks and whatever, yeah. that's sexual history but, um in terms of like you know um giving head and things like mm-hmm. that that's all very new really it's obviously there'll be like so the, in back in the days would have been sex parties and all sorts of stuff but being in heads. like but being I've seen it <laughs> okay it's but, true <laughs> it's true <laughs> as in terms of like it being normal and something that people talk about like I'm not being funny growing up especially in the black community giving yeah. head was very like you know oh of course I'm not gonna do that that's disgusting bloody yeah, bloody yeah. blah so as part of like the whole foreplay and it's you know giving heads is not the only part of foreplay but that type of stuff it's not common yeah yeah so sex is the main is the main attraction, is the main entertainment, is the right, main thing, right. is the main act right. at this stage. I think we have a long way to go before people see it as, you know, something that you can do generally without the whole sex thing. Like, right now, we're still tired. Mm, I hear you. And perhaps, again, the, the wording, the language doesn't help, but perhaps it could be something that's looked into because I think women can definitely feel a lot of pressure to mm. just you know you have to remember like for women it's a completely different experience it takes build like it's pa- it can be painful it takes building you know to to allow someone inside you when yeah like when maybe you haven't before you haven't in a long time like it it really does take yeah. a lot to kind of break down those walls like and nowadays as well people like everyone's having sex obviously everyone's always been having sex but yeah. everyone's having sex it's hard, hard like hardly ever that you come across someone who um is saving themselves for marriage and things like that yeah. so when people think yeah. they can get it so easily mm. like that is the main thing that's the main exactly. thing that they want because but they, isn't but is but again is that not penis centered if that is do you know what i mean like it is but we've allowed it to get not we've allowed it but it's it's just it's got to that point mm. Interesting, very interesting. And I think it does go back to kind of like the traditional beliefs about marriage and a woman mm-hmm. being there to please the man. And That's it, what I'm saying. It's Over all, time, all it's been man. less and less. So yeah. I think maybe eventually, you know, sexual pleasure, but right now, in a time where, you know, they're saying after this COVID, everyone's going to catch gonorrhea. 
Like, is that what they're saying? There's some type of something out there. Like, but, <laughs> like, everyone is basically moving like rabbits, so... <laughs> they're not already. Yeah, I just Breaking them, them laws. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> is that a confit now, <laughs> um, Anyways, but, next question, please. Thanks. But, no, but that, that brings me back to... That That makes me think of, um, you know, Esther Perel. She's like a, ther- like a relationship therapist. Mm. And I remember watching one of her um, interviews and someone wrote in a question and she said that um, she's with the perfect guy, mm. the absolute perfect partner for her. Um, the only issue is that he's, he's, he's his penis size. Like, he's very very small and okay. she doesn't and she said sex you know means a lot to her it matters a mm. lot to her and she just doesn't know what to do and es- what Esther Perel said was very very interesting which is kind of what I was saying she was like there are so many ways you can find pleasure with your partner yeah. we have become so penetration oriented mm. that you're actually diminishing that man and and devaluing him by saying his main worth mm-hmm. or his main job is in the size or what he does with his penis. Yeah. And I had to really like agree with that. Like mm-hmm. there's so much more. It should be a journey. Like it should be like, do you know, like a yeah. scenic ride, a journey, not just like boom, bam, penetration. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but yeah, that really, um, that really um, kind of... I guess it's me. all about what you enjoy as well. There, yeah. there should be a journey, but yeah. it's like some girls love head, you know, my man has to be able to give me head. That's yeah. it, that's it. For me, it, it, it does not... It doesn't bother me. Really? Yeah, it's not a must for me. <laughs> we're not talk, we're not talk. <laughs> By the way, she just looked to one side. Shut up. <laughs> okay, cool. But, um, yeah... It's not a must for me. And it's not that I haven't had great hair or anything like that, but it's just... I think because I'm a pleaser as well, Okay. Yeah. I don't find that, that... It's just not a must. Okay, cool. It's not a must for me. So, yeah, penetrative sex is what I enjoy. Like, yeah. I do so enjoy it. So I think it is 50-50. And, yeah. yeah, size doesn't matter. But that was a different type of thing in where size didn't matter. Right. So she's saying, like, the other things that he could do, but also... Size doesn't matter because if someone knows what they're doing, you should still be able to enjoy it. But there are some instances where um, it's a medical thing. So you can know how to work and what you're doing, but it doesn't change the fact that there's just not enough. There might not be enough there. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to have to find... I mean, what would you do? Let's say you find the perfect man. Imagine... Everything that you want in a partner, he These has These thoughts have that. crossed my mind, so I yeah. prefer just not to talk about it, really. This, <laughs> but, no, but you have to, like, think about it in case you are in that... Do you know what I mean? And, mm. But man's just got no penis. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? That's a great question. <laughs> um, what would I do? Go on, Lauren. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I would love to tell you, but I don't know what I'm going to do. An open relationship um, is not That is an option. Yeah, no, I really don't know what I would do if that was the case. Um, I know it sounds bad, but literally, I've been in situations where the person's penis isn't that big and right. they they enjoyed the sex more than I did and it, it's just not... Yeah. It's not enjoyable for me, for me full stop. Like, right, right, right. Um, as I said, I'm pleased, so I don't mind. Like, yeah. I can get over it, but yeah. for continuous, for a long time. 
I don't know. Okay. Um, so tell us about mm. some of the toys you be selling in that fe- that sex fairy shop you got going on. <laughs> and do you have any favourites? Do I have any favourites? Do you have any favourites? Why are you asking me a I haven't used them. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, you jokes, please. Um, do I have any favourites? Okay, so... I haven't actually tried out that many. What we did, we gave them out to our um, friends Mm -hmm. and uh, family to try out and review. Uh, I'll say the ones that were enjoyed were number one on the list. Actually, let me go down, let me go down, let me go down. Start from the bottom. (laughs) Um, There was a thing called a tickler. Oh. So it's like a tongue. Oh, But it's like a silicone sort of like r-shaped toy okay and the head of it does like a a licking oh i see a so licking this motion. is for women we're talking yeah, yeah so this is for women um so yeah so i gave that one to a friend she really enjoyed it she actually doesn't have um what's the word the way she sees t- sex toys was like something that people use to make their relationship better Oh, interesting. Yeah, like their sex... Well, not the relationship better, sorry. Their sexual... Um, their sex life better. Okay. So, so are we talking in the context of with a partner? Because my yeah. interpretation was that... I don't know, like, sex toys are about helping you develop your own sexuality and understanding what you like. And you can bring a partner into that and it can heighten your <laughs> experience. <laughs> but... emphasis on the heighten there. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I think it can be used for any. There's obviously stuff for when you are in a relationship, being out of a relationship, but um, the first time she used it, first time she was about to use a toy was when her and her partner found their sex life was getting boring. So it's like, oh, oh let's okay. introduce sex toys. Okay. Um, and at the time, she said she got a really rubbish bullet and she didn't even end up using it while she's in a relationship because they broke up before it even got to that point. And, and just to clarify, a, a bullet is the same as a vibrator. Um, it comes in the vibrating section, but okay. there's different types of vibrators and the bullets is a form of vibrator. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so that was her experience. So, yeah, even when she took the toy, she was a bit like, oh, do I tell my partner about it? Because mm-hmm. that's another thing as well. Like, her new partner is how he felt about introducing um, toys into the sex room, and I don't oh. think he took really well to it at the time. Interesting. But, Why do um, you think that might be that? Because they feel like... Resistant? They feel like, am I not doing good enough oh, in the room? Why you feel like isn't it's the whole thing about you know making this your sex life better by having toys, which it shouldn't be thought about like that. It should just be like you know maximizing orgasms yeah. and maybe they find it emasculating. Yeah, probably, probably. And I just think if you're not, if these conversations are not had, your friends are probably using sex toys, but because yeah. you guys are not having these conversations, yeah. no one knows what anyone is doing and you feel a sort of way and I think it's it's also I think it's very different if you have 
a relationship to sex toys while you're single and then mm-hmm. you have you get a partner and you're like hey I really love using sex toys and then it becomes like a, a playful yeah. joint venture as opposed to if you don't use sex toys in a relationship and one day you're like mm, sex is a bit dead let's bring in you know it, yeah. it can, and if your yeah. sex is dead anyways Ooh. like and then you want to start talking about sex toys like you know we're all a bit confused they're just doing missionary every day you know yeah. like yeah, it's, yeah. it's confusing for everyone yeah. so I mean but you know what I, that, that's brought me to a question I can ask you later mm-hmm. what makes good sex because you yeah but continue mm-hmm. you were talking about your the different yeah toys. so that tickler so she okay, yeah so really enjoyed that she used it by herself it's not at the bottom really and truly okay. but it's just not the top okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um what else was there there was a cage a cage <laughs> it's a penis <laughs> it's a penis cage so the guy puts it on it's like silicone as well but it had Imagine you had a condom, mm-hmm. which was extra thick. Mm-hmm. No, okay. okay. Imagine you had one of those things that you put on your finger when you're sewing. Do you know um, what I'm saying? Like one of those I little really things sew, to stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so well, someone sew. out there will know what I'm talking about. So let's imagine that was a sleeve, and then it's got cut out shapes, so like cut out hexagons. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? I'm I'm just seeing hexagons in my mind. But continue. Yeah, so just something with a cut-out. So like a condom cut-out, but thicker. Oh, like a silicone oh, thing. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm with you. What is that then, Sorry. And then, where the... <laughs> and then I think there is a vibrator that goes on top of it. Okay. So when you're... So when the guy is entering the woman, the vibrator is vibrating on her clip. Oh, 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 oh. Do you know what I'm saying? And then obviously oh, you have the I feeling see. of that thing because that oh, thing's got wow. different like ridges and whatever. Oh, so okay. I heard that one is 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mad. Okay. But then it's, you, it's you've got silicone in you though. It's just the material of the thing. Is it is it thin or is it quite thick? It was quite thin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Um, so yes, that was meant to be quite nice. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of all the stuff. Um, you said there was one that came up right, right at the top. Oh, you want to talk about the number one? The number one that everyone enjoys. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the the bullets. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the rocks off bullet. <laughs> I didn't know a bullet could be so amazing. Like when I was younger, about I would say about ten years ago, because I don't think I had it that recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I had the bullet from what's the shop called? Anne Summers. Oh yeah, but like, yeah. everyone had a little Anne Summers bullet. Mm-hmm. But that bullet is nothing compared to this bullet now. Compared like, to the one you got in your sex yeah. shop. Yeah, okay. This one Plug. just... <laughs> <laughs> one person said they've used it so much, the battery is now dead. Wow. Yeah, they've wow. just, you know, they've ter- tried to turn around the battery, all sorts, battery gone. Mad. Dead. <laughs> um, me, personally, I've used it on myself. I haven't used it with anyone. Um, and I've used it in the bath, and I tell you... Amazing. I've never even bought a sex toy in the bath and one day just came over me to do it and yeah. Whew, wow. yeah. 
it was out the bullet. Yeah, the bullet was it's it's, it's tying me over. I'm not gonna lie, it's tying yeah. me over. So that is like the ultimate favorite. So is that yeah. the one? If if people were like, mm, well, I'm just getting into this sex toy thing. Is that the one you suggest? Yeah, that's the star. But I think it might be a bit too scary, actually. I don't know if it is a good star. I'm starting to question it because... Because it's... Why? Because it's powerful. Yeah, because it's, it's quite powerful, you know, and... um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> nothing. <laughs> I've just got more stories that I could share with, you know, people's experiences <laughs> with them, but... I wonder um, who said people are. <laughs> You know, I won't bother share everyone's story on here today. So yeah, but put it. Oh God. I, I think it's number one. You're <laughs> a cow. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to go on to the next question? Then? Let's do that. What makes good sex? <laughs> what makes good sex? <laughs> Uh, for myself or, f- or just in general? Yeah, both. Okay, in general, I just don't think I could tell you what makes good sex for everyone. As I said, being on the podcast, I've realised that everyone's definition of good sex is completely yeah different. Yeah. Um, But as long as you come out of it enjoying it, then mm-hmm. it's good sex. Right. Are there certain, like what's the word kind of just a framework like certain things that always have to be in place for the sex to be good okay um everyone needs to enjoy it mm-hmm. the guy shouldn't think that you know it's up to the girl to do everything like it needs to be teamwork it can't i wouldn't say there has to be certain things in place i just think mm-hmm. you just need to no one knows, not saying you know what you're doing, but you could not know what you're doing. You might never have sex before, but still, your sex could still be good. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's about making sure that you understand each other mm, and understand what each other likes. Um, the, it might start off that the girl wants the guy to do everything, yeah. but it's also good to understand your body and what mm. you like so that you can then vocalise that with the person that you're uh, being sexual with. Mm-hmm. And for guys as well, I think, you know, sometimes as girls, we don't have the confidence because you don't want to do anything wrong. Like, even like being on top, you know, that's that was a whole thing for me. I didn't want to be on okay. top for ages. One, I think it was like a weight thing. I just sort of felt like, oh, God, I'm going to be heavy. I can't lift yeah, up my yeah. own body, like yeah. that type of thing. But... um, Very common insecurities to be Yeah. Fair. But I just think over time, you know, you just have to sort of... When you have that, you have the confidence to do it yourself anyways, mm. but it is, a, it is a two people thing and it shouldn't just be like one person giving, unless that person feels fine with that all the time, yeah. but yeah. there should be some type of balance and you should try to understand each other as much as possible. Yeah. Even though I do hate the question after sex, I'm like, oh, did you enjoy that? And I'm just like, oh, just do people just... say that? Yeah. I suppose, yeah, like, how, how does it feel? Mm. I guess, yeah. Um, but to add to that, in terms of, I think, I think for me, I definitely think there are things that have to always be in place, and that is, for, this goes without saying, but mm. consensual. You know, oh, yeah. good sex will be consensual. There will be high levels of trust. Um, it will be responsive, so it's kind of like respond. Kind of, you know, my favorite word, attunement. Um, it, it's kind of like that. It's like responding to one another. Attunement. I've never yeah. heard of that word before. Oh, haven't you listened mm. to my? You, you clearly ain't listened to my last podcast episode, have you? Because if you did, you'd know. I've been a bit busy recently. <laughs> 
All right, let me explain it again. Thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so attunement is this, um, it comes from attachment theory, um, and it is um, this idea that the when a child is born, um, the, pri- the way the primary caregiver relates to that child, the way it develops a bond with that child, because the child can't communicate, it can't verbalise mm. its needs, is based on attunement. So, for example, the child might be crying and the caregiver, which is normally the, the primary caregiver, which is normally the mother, would be like, oh, um, baby, this cry means that he's cold or maybe this cry means that they're they're upset or maybe this cry means that I've I've gone really far and they, they don't know that I'm still here or maybe this cry means that they are... Um, feeling unwell or they're hungry um, because you because the child can't talk you have to attune and I think the image that comes to my mind is when you're like tuning an instrument so like mm-hmm. say you're there's a note that doesn't sound quite right and mm-hmm. then you tune yeah, it you know with the piano mm-hmm. or whatever and then it sounds right and it's just like oh okay it's that harmony between two people whereby through non-verbal communication you attune to their needs um, we spoke about it a lot in the episode that um uploaded with my friend Eve because she was talking about a moment where um relating to me and my mirror story she was talking about a moment where her bed kind of fell apart and her housemate came she cried because she was already going through it her housemate came and gave her everything that she needed in that moment she didn't judge her she didn't like say anything I think she just hugged her and kind of she was just attuned to her in that moment um and yeah so I think attunement when it comes to sex is um probably quite difficult to achieve to be honest but I think it's about sensing um that person's facial expressions Mm. their change in breath in um communication in maybe even body temperature their body language you know what I mean like yeah like that responsiveness I think is is very important I think and I would add that it's even more so important for not just women, but anyone who has experienced sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, it's even more so important because they can't vocalise. Um, they they could easily be in a situation where they're not comfortable with somewhat, something and they can't vocalise that. They're frozen in that moment because maybe it takes them back to when they were yeah. like assaulted and, and they couldn't speak. And it's a, it's a, a huge energetic block that they can't... Um, Un- unravel or un- or heal in one moment of in one sexual encounter um so so yeah that is um what i would say for um and i think the consent thing is really really important because <laughs> even like the conversations that we've had on our podcast about yeah. consent and it's just like even having that conversation it makes it's made other people think and it made me think in the yeah. moment of time as well like was i in a position where i felt like i was fully consenting to the situation and and stuff like that and just like little things where you know you might think oh no I don't want to do this at the beginning and then you know eventually you think yes and whatever but you still have to have that confidence through the whole process and not everyone does and you just you know something people brush off and not realize that really and truly didn't give your consent to that situation and and I think like going back to the whole foreplay thing I think that is why for me the whole foreplay thing is so important because Mm. it almost like gives me time to clarify and decide within myself do I really want this yeah do when it comes to the actual penetration do I really Mm -hmm. want that do you know what I mean it gives you that kind of clarity um as well like yeah there was something else I was going to say about um I can't remember what it was now, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, those for me, that is what um 
Yeah, is is that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Um, <laughs> another thing, um, going back to consent and all those things and attunement, um, I think what could be a key indicator of whether sex is enjoyable for you or for someone is how much you're using your voice. I think that can be a really big indicator of how comfortable you feel. If you if you're using your voice during sex, and I know it's not everyone's thing, and I'm not mm. saying using it like yeah, come on, daddy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't mean like that. I don't know where you see people doing that anyways, but okay. (laughs) I don't mean like that, but I mean like using your voice in a, in a, a genuine, powerful way of just communicating like your needs or what you, what you're enjoying or do you know what I mean? Cause sometimes you can feel like weird, like you can feel like, I don't know, like not comfortable to use your voice. Even if you may have consented. Okay, you need to explain this to me a bit more. I'm a bit confused. Oh, God. Okay, what are you confused about? So you mean as in, if the person is more vocal, it shows that they're enjoying it? Like, you can tell whether they're enjoying it or not? I think so. I mean, you could be you could be fake. Don't get me wrong. I think that's... <laughs> that People can be, like, pretend, because I hear about people... That's why all girls are actors. Yeah. I, do you know, I ain't done that shit. I've never done that shit, to be honest. Really? No. Mm. No. But, um, yeah, like... But, yeah, of course you can, like, fake orgasms and stuff like that. But I think that... Um, Sometimes it's not even faking. Sometimes you think, because as I said on my podcast that, you know, it was later on in life that I realised, you know, I haven't had a proper orgasm. Right, right. So I think it's not even about faking. It's like what you think you're feeling in that moment is what sometimes happens. Like, as a build-up, because some people think they've orgasmed until, you know, they're with this person who's actually touched all the right spots. Right, right. And then they actually are having orgasm and they've realised, you know, all this time, this thing that they was being before, was it even close? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think what I mean by um, using your voice, I suppose it makes me think only the person knows, Mm. but I think you, you know when you're in a situation where maybe there's something you want to express, maybe something's hurting you and you don't. Yeah. But then you know when you're in a situation where it just, it's like naturally you, you just, you're, you're self-expressed in that moment. It's like the inhibitions are not even there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense now? So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that can, that's a, a sign of, you know, um, mm. yeah, enjoyment. Com- it's, a, yeah. it's a sign of like comfort and security. Mm-hmm. Like you feel comfortable. Um, yeah, because most people, if they're in a situation they don't want to be in, they probably would be very, very quiet Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have a favourite podcast episode? And if you do, why is it your favourite? Of my own? Yeah, that you recorded on the pod. Um, what was my favourite episode? It's quite a few. Mm. Quite a few episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said about favourites. Um, <laughs> uh, which one did I enjoy the most? I think there was two mm-hmm. of my favourite ones. The consent one was definitely one because I just think it's a conversation that people really, really need to have. Mm. Was just that so, my one? Huh? Was that my one? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind saying it. Okay, yeah. that's I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's one, a conversation that people need to have yeah. just to understand what consent is. I think yeah. even for guys as well, because that, guys um, are in situations where, you know... A hundred percent. Like, I think it's so dangerous to make it seem that only women mm-hmm. are the victim of sexual abuse. 
boys are boys are you know assaulted and attacked and it's it's so bad because they never even have the um there's just so much stigma around them talking about it and um it's difficult for them to open up anyway and i just don't think there are enough resources i don't think even like the me too movement it completely erased like men's yeah plight from it it wasn't it wasn't in nothing yeah there was no acknowledgement that boys are raped yeah they are the same situations they're They're probably in that industry more than anything else right right it's happened a lot look at marcus hughes did i have btk exactly, and all of those exactly. type of people so yeah and it's equally as painful and traumatizing for them and it's even worse that they don't get that opportunity to tell their truth in yeah. the same way that they don't get the microphone in the same way a lot of the time you know but god yeah you were saying um what was i saying I can't remember. Um, your favourite podcast episode. Oh, yeah. So that was that was definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was one. And my other one, my other favourite one was, it was a bit of everything, to be honest. It, mm. just, it just spoke about so much different things. But it was one where we discussed, like, where... How do you see... I'll ask you the question, basically, mm-hmm. the question that came up on there, and it's mm-hmm. like, when do you find yourself sexy? Mm. When do I find myself sexy? I've never thought about this before. Mm. Um, I think I definitely find myself sec- most sexy when I'm healthy, when I'm my healthiest when I'm looking after myself, when I'm, you know, kind of, when I've mastered my kind of routine and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. eating well and I'm I'm happy with, like, the decisions that I'm making. Um, I think I find myself sec- most sexy when I'm most confident, but I also find myself most sexy when I'm, like, in my creativity, whether it's, like, dancing, singing, ri- not so much writing, because it's a bit dead, like, it's just me in it, but... <laughs> Like, yeah, I would say, like, I find... And maybe when I'm on dates, when I'm just flirting, you know, mm-hmm. just... Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the conversation that... The response that we got on that podcast from one of the people that were on it, for me, was quite... I like, you know, if they listen to this, it might feel a certain way, but for me, it was quite sad oh. because it was based around someone else someone else's approval that made them feel sexy. Right, right. And it, but is that bad? Um it's not bad because obviously you do feel sexy, but imagine if you don't feel sexy in yourself and you're just relying oh, on your I partner see. to make you feel yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I definitely have had moments like that where mm. I don't feel sexy within myself and it it has taken for Actually, it doesn't even work. When I deep it, it doesn't actually even work. Like, if I'm feeling shit, Mm. if I'm in a low place, if I'm not feeling sexy, I'm not feeling good about myself, like, I could have a guy that's like, oh, you know, Nadej, you look amazing, da-da-da, and Mm. it it would feel good, don't get me wrong. I might even receive it. I might... It might validate me, but it's not going to necessarily make me feel sexy. Yeah. Which, in a sense, is a a good thing because it doesn't take outside... Um someone else from the outside to make you feel a certain way like it's yeah. it's all within so when you feel yeah. like you know you're at your lowest point you can bring yourself back yeah. to that point of of feeling sexy but it just 
it just made me think that, you know, some people are in relationships where they rely on their partner yeah. to get them to that level. And, you know, if your partner has to leave the next day, you're trying to say that you're not going to feel sexy off your mm. own account. Do you know what? I feel sexy when I'm doing my podcast. I just steeped it. <laughs> well, can you not feel sexy next to me? Thanks. You're the sex queen. You're the sex fairy. What kind of comment is that? <laughs> Cow. So yeah, that was one of the episodes that I enjoyed as well because we just touched over like all different stuff, yeah. lights on, lights off and, Jeez. you know, everything. It was a little bit of everything, so I did enjoy that one. Yeah, they're my two favourite episodes. Nice. So we are um, going to wrap this up, but the last thing I like to do is I have these cards of all, not all, but some quotes of some things that I've written in some of my blogs, some of my blog posts. Post. <laughs> and um, I like how I'm you do the American them. accent thing like me. It just comes out, do doesn't I? it? I hate when people do American do accents. Oh, it just happens to me. Though, did I do, did I, did I I do really it a lot. Do I can't accent? help it. You did a little one just to yeah, a little bit. Did I? Mm, you did. Okay, so I'm going to shuffle this. Thank okay. you. And you're going to tell me top or bottom. And I'm just I'm going to just read the card that you that you uncovered. Just a sec. I'm still still shuffling. Okay, just tell me when to stop. Stop. Top or bottom? Middle. <laughs> Did I say middle? <laughs> you got to think outside the box. All right, let's just do it. I'll just, just tear it apart, yeah? Yeah, split it right in the middle. Okay, that's so. I need to read it, don't Yeah, I'm going to just pull it out. Oh, all right. Okay. There is no true confidence without trust. Wow. This is what that's my very friend related. Rio pulled. Oh, it is. is. Right, yeah. just change it then. No. Because okay. this is the card that you pulled, so okay. it's saying something. But I didn't follow the rules, so maybe that's why I got something. No, that's because it relates so much to what you were saying, mm. especially that last, like, what What was the question again? <laughs> I <laughs> thought, how when do you, do you feel most sexy? Mm. Yeah. There is no true confidence. Yeah, I feel sexy when I'm confident. You know, down mm-hmm. there. Do you feel sexy when you're most confident? Or do you I feel do. most I'm... confident when you feel sexy? Jeez. Sexy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> do you? <laughs> no, but come on, like... Do you know what I mean? This is a... a, a, a Let's think about conundrum. this. Mm, mm, mm. Is it the feel... confidence or is it the sexiness? Which comes first? The chicken or the egg? The confidence comes mm. first. It does. That's to you. Yeah. That's yeah, I think it does because even for me now, like... Losing a bit of weight and stuff. Yeah. God. Um, I feel 10 times, like, because I'm more confident okay. in my body, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm, yeah. Okay, you know? that's interesting. So, yeah, I would definitely say the confidence first. Yeah. Sexy in second. Yeah. But I like this quote right here. Thank you. It's from a, a piece I wrote. What piece is that from? There's no true... Ah, oh, it's from a piece I wrote called The In-Between Place. No pun intended, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the in between place, get it? The in between, you know, you're the sex fairy. The yeah, I know. Oh. I understood. <laughs> I, I understood. Sorry. <laughs> no need to open up your legs as well. Oh, shut up. I didn't open up my legs. 
there is no true confidence without trust. And sorry, when you wrote that piece, what was it about? Because I haven't read all your... Yeah, so that piece was actually... Um, it was actually about um, me kind of finding meaning in a lot of the kind of, like, synchronicities that were happening in my life. And, yeah, like, it was kind of mad because um, I was teaching, like, the Fibonacci sequence in maths to my student, mm -hmm. and it's this idea of, like, these spirals that occur in nature um, that have a mathematical... Um, formula to them. What is this? GCSE. GCSE maps, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I was just like, whew, mind blown. And yeah. then we, we were doing like, um, like galaxies and astronomy and science and stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> everything is a sign, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, no true confidence without trust. Um, it was about, you know, um, me finding confidence again after a very dark like, time in my life, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's what it was about. Might have to have this as a conversation on the podcast. Yeah, why not? Mix up with something else. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That is um, the end of our, our chat with Lauren from the Caught Up in the Rapture podcast. Um, Thank you for having me. Do you have anything else that you want to say to them or just to promote your um, business and podcast and stuff like that? Um, what do I want to say? Safe sex is the best sex, guys. We didn't even mention that. We didn't. But we then, didn't mention that. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. I would say Twitter, but I just don't really post that much on there. So, yeah, follow yeah. us on Instagram. Caught up in the rapture. Um, our sex toy page is Rapture Play. We're going to be having subscription boxes. So... How we're going to be doing that is, you know, you fill out, well, not really fill out a questionnaire, but you just answer a few questions and we'll tailor boxes to meet your needs. So if you're a beginner, we'll make up something for you. If you are an expert and, you know, you just want something to enjoy and something new to enjoy every few months, we've got something for you. So, yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Thank and you. thank you everyone for listening. Okay, bye. Tell your friends, think about your friends.